Hermione sat with her legs crossed and her eyes shut, hands resting palm up on her knees. A soft, warm breeze played in her hair, and she worked to clear her mind of every thought, every impulse. I miss Ron. I wonder if Harry's all right. I wish I had my books at night. I've hardly been able to sleep. I haven't seen my parents in almost a month. I wonder if they even miss me. My mind keeps wandering, she said, opening her eyes in frustration. Delia sat across from her in trance-like silence, hardly even breathing. Her yoga pose reminded Hermione of a mid-morning New Age exercise program she'd often seen while flicking through the telechannels over the summers, and she'd always found New Age to be more irritating than fascinating. Delia was much more normal than, say, Professor Trelawney, but Hermione couldn't shake the feeling that thinking was really just an offshoot of divination in disguise. Honestly, how am I supposed to think of just nothing? It's all we've done for three weeks, and you still haven't told me the point. Delia didn't answer right away. She rarely allowed interruptions to phase her, and Hermione shut her eyes again with a little growl. She was sick of sitting still. It was one thing to sit in a chair with a stack of books to thumb through or a diary to write in. That she could do non-stop. But this endless quiet, devoid of concrete information, was driving her out of her mind. It had taken her a week just to learn to sit properly, and her hips were still sore from the effort. "'Your mind will fix on thoughts,' Delia finally said, and Hermione opened her eyes to find her mentor smiling serenely at her. "'With practice you will learn to acknowledge thoughts and let them pass. Teach your mind to stay free, not to linger.' "'I'm trying.' Hermione muttered, shutting her eyes again and seeing Ron, as usual, followed by the prone bodies of her parents. But I can't. Can't means won't, Delia answered. No, Hermione snapped. It means can't. She uncrossed her legs and stretched them out in front of her on the great tiled patio that served as a meditation space. It was a perfect day. A lovely wind whispered between the pillars and beyond the covered patio and the sunlit garden, Hermione watched the sea roll in and out. "'Perhaps a break,' Delia said after a tense pause. She reached for her wand and summoned a platter heaped with fruit and goblets of sparkling water. Hermione eyed it dubiously. She rather missed plain old boring English tea. Delia smiled a little, raised her wand once more, and a second tray landed between them. This one bore a teapot, cup, and saucer. Thank you, Hermione said, feeling a little guilty. She reached for the cup, wishing she had kept her temper. I keep waiting for you to send me back, she said, glancing up at Delia. Why would I do that? Because I've got a mundane aura, Hermione muttered unthinkingly, and was startled when Delia let out a clear, free laugh. A what? Oh, nothing. Hermione blushed. A teacher once told me that. I just haven't got this kind of... She gestured around at the beauty of the day and the emptiness of the space, painfully aware of the lack of library. I don't know. I guess I'm just book smart. She fidgeted. I think I might be wasting your time. How? Delia picked up an orange and began to peel it, looking unconcerned by Hermione's self-doubt. 
Well, I'm sure there must be someone who has a natural aptitude for this. You could have a much better suited apprentice. Perhaps, Delia agreed, offering Hermione an orange segment. But you are here. There is very little I can do with a talented student who chooses to pursue life elsewhere. Hermione shook her head at the offered fruit, and then turned the teacup around in her hands, swirling the tea, watching the little leaves drift into shapeless, meaningless patterns. "'I may be here for the wrong reasons,' she said softly. "'I have to admit, I don't really understand what it is we're doing, and the longer we do it, the more I want to give it up.' Delia nodded. She put down the orange and folded her hands. "'Are you ready to tell me why you've come?' Hermione looked away. Delia hadn't asked that before, and the truth was, she didn't want to answer. But she never had such a difficult time learning anything, not since divination had she felt so powerless, and it was much harder on her spirit than she was admitting. What did it matter if she'd always made top marks, when she was failing at the one thing she needed to learn? Even in her letters to Ron, she didn't confess the truth. Since arriving in Cortona, she'd become convinced that she had made the wrong decision. The fact that the island was paradise only made her more depressed. Everything worthwhile was a thousand miles away. Perhaps, if she told Delia everything, then Delia could tell her whether or not it was right to continue on as her apprentice. I had loads of job offers, Hermione said, not sure where to begin. I wouldn't have had to apprentice, and there were a couple of positions I would have been very right for. I could have worked almost anywhere in England's ministry. She cleared her throat, embarrassed. I don't say that to be conceited. It's partially because my boyfriend's father is the minister. She laughed a little. I've had a letter about your abilities, Hermione. I'm aware of your intellectual achievements, and I know what avenues were open to you. Who wrote to you? Hermione asked curiously, flushing with pleasure at the words. She needed to hear that she was smart, just now. She certainly didn't feel it. Your headmistress. She thinks very highly of you. I've rarely read such praise. Hermione swelled with pride. Praise from Professor McGonagall was a rare and treasured thing. Did she by any chance mention my parents? She asked quickly, hoping the answer would be yes, sparing her a painful explanation. Yes. Delia drank from her goblet and breathed out. Her dark eyes were gently fixed on Hermione's face. But I need for you to tell me. Hermione's heart sank. She pulled her knees under her chin and wrapped her arms around her legs, noting absently how tan her skin was against the loose white robes. Ron would like that. Ron was much too far away. Hermione? Christmas of my sixth year, she said abruptly, deciding to get it over with. I stayed at school to watch over Harry, and while I was having a snowball fight, Death Eaters were torturing my parents. Hermione's nose stung and her eyes watered. I went home, and there were these horrible scorch marks on the walls. The Christmas tree was burned to ashes. My mother's china cabinet had been smashed through. And in the library, there were fingernail marks. 
in the arms of the chair where Mum used to sit and read. Deep fingernail marks. The ocean rolled in and out. Hermione followed it with her eyes, trying not to remember too clearly. My room was obliterated, of course. Someone had burned mud blood across my Hogwarts letter. Not that I cared about it at that point. Hermione rocked back and forth, in rhythm with the sea, pretending Ron was holding on to her. She wanted Ron. My parents had already been taken to a muggle hospital, but I sneaked them out and raised hell until St. Mungo's let them in. They're still there. Their eyes are wide open and they don't respond to anything. I used to visit all the time, but this summer I could hardly make myself go once. Delia sat perfectly still, listening, and Hermione was grateful. Questions would have made it impossible. I have a friend, Neville Longbottom. His parents were destroyed by the Cruciatus long ago, but they were wizards and they were able to fight. Their makeup is different, somehow. They're quite mad, but they walk about and talk to Neville when he visits. They don't recognize him, but they... Oh, I don't know what's worse. My parents just lie there with their eyes open. Hermione stopped fighting and let the tears fall. They're still so frightened. I can see how terrified they were when the Death Eaters hurt them. It's in their eyes, and their eyes don't close, and no one can help them. But I thought if I could be a thinker, then I could build a cure. Hermione wiped her eyes and let out a self-depreciating laugh that quickly became a sob. I can't even clear my mind for ten seconds. But she was finished talking. She gave up and sobbed into her knees, hugging her legs for comfort. Delia moved closer and placed a cool hand on the back of her neck until she had cried herself out. It took a long time. Better? Delia asked softly. Oddly, it was. Hermione felt wrecked, but free of some dark, awful pressure. I haven't cried in a long time, she sniffled. Not like that. Tears are a gift. Delia lifted her hand from Hermione's neck and offered her water. Tears unblock. They cleanse and create space. Dry your eyes, child and sit up again when you are ready. Hermione did so, setting down the goblet and resuming her meditative position. She shut her eyes, and this time there was no Ron, there were no bodies. There was only open space. Let go, Hermione. Don't concentrate. Just let go. Two hours later, after her first successful meditation, Hermione ate a quiet dinner with Delia. Her heart was lighter and she felt hopeful, not to mention properly hungry for the first time in three weeks. Sleep well, Delia told her, touching Hermione's bare shoulder before going to the opposite end of the enormous house. And happy birthday. Hermione blinked. She had completely forgotten. I'm eighteen, she whispered to herself watching Delia disappear around a column and down another corridor. Stunned that she could have forgotten her own birthday, she went into her bedroom and gasped in delight the sight that greeted her.
By her bed there was a fantastic explosion of tropical flowers. Delia must have done that. There were also four owls, Hedwig, Pig, a Hogwarts one, and one from the Ministry of Magic, all ruffling their feathers and fighting for her attention. Oh, Ron, Hermione breathed, cupping Pig in her hands and kissing his ruffled head. He cooed. She detached Ron's gift first, but decided to save it. There were others to open. Molly Weasley had sent mince pies, photographs of Leo, and a sun hat with a wide straw brim. Don't burn yourself to a crisp, dear. We miss you. Happy birthday. Professor McGonagall surprised her with a short card and a scroll from the International Cooperation of Magical Education, who had named Hermione their international valedictorian of 1998. She squealed, jumped up and down, and wished that Ron were there to torment her about it. Sirius and Remus had sent cards with Hedwig, and Harry had sent a small tub of Fortescue's ever-frozen strawberry and peanut butter ice cream with the note, Happy Birthday. I have no idea what you're doing out there, but if you're homesick, this might remind you of Diagon Alley. Miss you. Hermione took an enormous bite and reveled in the sugar rush before opening a lovely, newsy letter from Ginny, which made her forget the ice cream altogether. It's finally happening with Harry and me, Ginny had written simply, and you know how that feels. I haven't got the words. Hermione's eyes filled with tears for Ginny and she felt oddly proud of Harry. It was about time. She wished she could be home to see what it was like with them together. In other news, Ron and Harry moved down the street to the Notch, and now they fancy themselves stylish bachelors or something. No furniture and no dishes. It's not exactly style, is it? I stopped by last weekend, but there were clothes on the floor in every room, so I'm not going back until it's livable. Ron said they haven't had time to unpack properly. I say they're pigs. Hermione rolled her eyes. She could only imagine what havoc those two were wreaking on their own space. So we're all doing well. I'm rather tired, but I can't complain when I see what Harry does every day. Ron's been hobnobbing about London with Sirius, and every time he catches me doing my schoolwork he says he's reminded of you, and then he prattles on about you for two to six hours. Remus still trusts me with the wolfsbane potion, which I've been brewing all week. The full moon is tomorrow, and he's not even nervous. I love having him for my teacher. Sirius is all right, I suppose. He skulks about the house, muttering on about Death Eaters and Dementors and Dragons and Dark Lords and Draco and other things beginning with D. Hermione laughed. Dursleys, she added aloud. When she had finished Jenny's letter, she laid it aside, and her heart gave an excited little leap. Ron had sent something small and square. No, Hermione realized as she tore off the brown paper. Ron had sent three small, flat, square things, which were tied together. Picture frames. She picked up the first one and went into a laughing fit. Ron had got someone. Harry, most likely, to take a picture of him with Crookshanks in one arm and Hogwarts a history in the other. See how good I'm being, his note read. All I do is pet the cat and broaden my mind. I love you. The photo Ron waggled his eyebrows at her, making her giggle again. I love you, she said back, as if he could hear her, and picked up the second photo. Her heart melted. 
It was another one of Ron, but this time he was holding baby Leo, and his smile was tender and proud. The baby was sucking on the tip of his index finger, and Ron's ears were pink with happiness. I really love you, Hermione whispered, kissing the picture. She couldn't help imagining Ron as a father, looking at him with his nephew. But that was a long way off, she supposed, because it was a bit more difficult to imagine herself as a mother. When she picked up the third photograph, tears came into her eyes. It was a picture from summertime. Colin must have taken it. It was a black and white of her and Ron from the shoulders up, grinning. She was tan and he was freckled, and they looked blissfully happy, with her head leaning against him, and his arms snug around her. When their picture selves turned to each other and kissed, Hermione blushed to see how unreserved she was. She hoped her image hadn't done that in front of Colin. She set the pictures up on her bedside table, gazed at them for a happy moment, and then moved on and read Ron's card. Happy birthday to my head girl, Hermione giggled. If I told you how much I miss you, I'd sound like a sap. Of course, since it's your birthday, I guess that's in order. Ron elaborated further in a paragraph that made Hermione sigh and blush and sigh again. She read it a dozen times and then continued on to more prosaic topics, her heart still fluttering. I've been giving Sirius a little help with his trials during the daytime when I'm not at the pub. I don't help much because I don't know enough, but I try to take the details off his hands. He's looking a little more rested, and I can tell Remus is glad I'm doing it, even if Sirius hardly seems to notice. He's insane. He might not be a madman, but he's still a mental case, I'm telling you. And speaking of mental cases, one Draco Malfoy can kiss my royal arse if he thinks he's got a thing to go on in court. Sirius and I have been digging through our stuff for the trial, and it turns out that I could probably press charges in return if I really wanted to for a little thing called defamation of character. Ha! How do you like that? He's been defaming my character for about seven years, so if this law is retroactive, then I think I'd like to put him away for the next century. Or just until he's too old to breathe, dirty wanker. Hermione grinned in spite of herself, and was extremely relieved to hear that the trial preparations were going so well. It was hard not to be home, helping, but she was doing her best not to panic. And it was rather interesting to imagine Ron helping Sirius at court. She toyed with that image for a little while, lying down on her bed and curling on her side before continuing to read. So, I'm doing fine, I suppose. But you sound so sad in your letters. You think you've got me fooled with I'm learning so much and it's so lovely and I could write ten papers about it, but I'm not as stupid as I look, Miss Granger. Your assignment. One letter on my pillow tomorrow morning. Three feet of parchment and ten points off for every inch it's missing. And no fair writing really big. That's my trick and you can't have it. Keep pig till it's done. He really knew her. Hermione shut her eyes and sighed, vainly hoping that Ron would apparate into her room and hold her just for a moment. When he didn't, she read the last of his letter. Send all future correspondence to the notch, though, because as of last weekend, Harry and I are officially bachelors. Well, we live alone, anyway. I love you more than is strictly decent. Ron. There was a postscript 
so tender in nature that it made Hermione want to apparate home. She felt a full sort of warmth as she changed into a light nightdress and sat down at her desk with Ron's letter. She would write everyone else back tomorrow, but tonight, as a birthday gift to herself, she would only write to Ron. She read the loving parts of his letter again several times, glancing over at the pictures on her bedside table to watch as Ron's image nuzzled hers. Hermione closed her eyes, craving the actual sensation. Three more months without him seemed impossible. Not for the first time, she let her mind travel back over the details of their last night together, and when she could no longer stand it, she picked up her quill and began to write. She lay down the quill an hour later, hot in the face and breathing rather heavily. She couldn't reread what she'd written, or she'd never send it. It was totally honest and so full of adoring, intimate remarks that Hermione was seized by a fit of nerves after tying it to Pig's ankle. She snatched it back and very nearly tore it to pieces. But in the end, she let Pig have it, and when the little owl was irretrievably gone, Hermione climbed into bed feeling scarlet all over. Even though it was Ron, it felt weird to put such personal things on paper. But it was also strangely exciting. Hermione hugged her pillow, her pulse racing as she imagined him reading what she'd written. Would he be shocked? Would he write back? Oh, he'll write back, said a knowing voice in the back of her head. Hermione fell asleep, grinning a bit wickedly. <laughs>